Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Now Hear Me Out. I am Harriet Berholtz, and I am here with my dad. Randy Berholtz. And we are so excited to have you guys here. Our last guest, whose podcast we just released a couple of days ago, was with June Cutter, who is running for state assembly. She is literally the coolest person. She completely changed my mind about what it looks like to be a Republican and be a amazing, you know, mother and triple threat. And just, I mean, gosh, everything she does is awesome. Go listen to that podcast. She talks about why she believes so firmly that the middle class American dream is achievable for everybody, that education is the gateway to the middle class and kind of just her whole story about why she knew from a very young age she wanted to be a Republican and and what that means to her and just everything along those lines. Go check it out. Yeah. We also had Ruth Wise from the Election Integrity Project. Yes, that will be released this week. That's right. So that's going to be coming out or next week, technically. And we're hoping to have many more political leaders, candidates, people <laughs> from the Democratic Party, the Republican Party, and from the declined state. It just sounds so secretive, groups. doesn't it? Like, what are you declined state? Like, it's just like pleading the On fit. our website, we are going to have some declined state gear, because you can't find that anywhere. Yeah, but like, because I don't think anyone's looking. I think it's stupid. You know, the way you can determine whether your idea works is if people buy the shirts. Exactly. So look, if you believe, like me, that there's a big group of people out there who want to have sort of a party that's not a party, that's kind of a party, then buy the shirts on our website. I think that'll be good. You can have a t-shirt like decline to state and then people ask you about it and you're like, I don't want to talk about it. You just walk away. (laughs) Independent. Independent. Of what? (laughs) I don't know. But yeah, let's jump in. Let's start off with impeachment updates. Impeachment updates. So as you know, the Democratic leader of the House, Nancy Pelosi, has been keeping the... Nasty uh, Nancy. Nancy. <laughs> Up to her dirty tricks and her drinking problem. She is related to Gavin Newsom. We know <laughs> Yeah, but like by marriage. Not that she's married to him. It's like marriage uh, with him. <laughs> I didn't know. You heard it here. Gavin Newsom is yes, married to Nancy Pelosi. with Nancy Pelosi. You don't want to hear about that. That's, we don't start rumors. No, though. no. We, we only spread rumors. them. No. <laughs> That's right. The articles of impeachment had been held by Speaker Pelosi for a while. A bunch of commentators were thinking that she was doing that because she was trying to get a better deal on the trial that was going to be held in the Senate. So political reasons for doing so. Finally, the House delivered the articles of impeachment to the Senate. And, you know, there's a ceremony involved and everything else and the newspapers were involved. And you saw there was like people physically carrying this over into the Senate. And so what's happening now is Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell is going to be taking up the articles, coming up with a witness list, and essentially coming up with the whole process. My understanding that Chief Justice Roberts will be presiding over the proceedings. So stay tuned, America. Fun stuff happening here, guys. But you know, again, though, I mean, look, if we were planning the democracy, if we were George Washington and this was, I don't know who you'd be. Nobody, because women couldn't vote until 1919, you dipshit. You were Betsy Ross. I don't know who you were. So I'm a, I sew things. Thanks. She was very important. So you sew a flag. I'd like to see you sew a flag. <laughs> you don't want to see my flag. You don't know where those stars are lined up. They wouldn't even look at a flag. You'd be like, Randy, what the hell? You create like this a is going to be our flag. flag. Oh, I flag. But, but anyway, it's pretty much anything goes right now. But if you think about it, why is this happening during the primary season? You know, primary season, you know, we'll start in Iowa and in New Hampshire very, sh- very shortly. And then, you know, we'll have Super Tuesday, as we mentioned previously, in early March. And then another sort of Super Super Tuesday <laughs> in late March. And then this will all be finished by probably early May. I mean, most of this will be done by early May. Well, except the election in November. Well, yeah. So, it's going to go on all year, people. Don't well, worry. I mean, 
And in California, though, I mean, it's what, March 3rd, I guess, yeah. is what it is. And then the uh, first Tuesday of November, then, is our general election. So I have problems with the timing of it. Harry and I have our differences here as to whether anything President Trump did was impeachable. I frankly don't think it was. Harriet does think it is. As you can see in our previous podcasts, discussing in-depth impeachment, which we don't need to go into again because it's been a long week. I mean, look, you know, unfortunately, we're going to have this going on at the same time as the election. So there are going to be people saying President Trump. But honestly, like, let's be real. I don't, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but I just wanted to say that I think the people who were planning to vote for him this November anyway are still going to vote for him regardless. I mean, they all think the impeachment stuff's bullshit. I pride myself, and I've said this before, on looking up both conservative news outlets and Democratic news outlets. I think it's important to see how various issues are framed to the public and how both sides are really pitted against each other, depending on the news source that is covering it. Shout out, actually, to the incredible Ed Milet. I'm obsessed with him. He's a personal growth, lifestyle, marketing genius. He's his own podcast, and he's the most incredible guy. It would be our dream to have him either be on our show or us be on his show. But he did two really amazing podcasts this past week talking about the conservative perspective, and he interviewed somebody who was a conservative, and then the liberal perspective. And he went in depth into how these issues are framed, how both parties are getting played against each other, and we're really just trying to fight with each other while distracting from the issues at hand that really need to be taken care of. And I think my dad and I both agree with this. There's just too much bullshit in politics. There's too much going back and forth. There's too much arguing. And not enough stuff's actually getting done. And I think that's really the core issue. And yes, conservatives and liberals, we might disagree on how to go about doing it, or we might disagree on kind of what the common good is for the nation. But we still both vehemently care about this country, and we want what is best, even if what we think is best for the country differs. One of the issues, I think, as we talked about, is that political parties when we're not in the Constitution. I mean, in order to pass a bill, you need to have people behind you. I think the framers of the Constitution probably thought that congresspersons would come together on various issues separately, and they wouldn't have block voting. And one of our problems right now is, is we really have block voting. By Describe, define block voting. Well, block voting really is sort of, you know, 50.1% will vote together on every issue. I think that's one of our problems right now is trying to get government done, trying to govern the we, while at the same time having political parties. And you know, look, I'm not one who just thinks that, hey, this is the way it is, this is the way it always has to be. But I think one of the things Congress should think about in the future is to come up with a way that we can lessen the political impact on government. And I think that's what's affecting us here in California. That's what's affecting us as a nation. And I don't think it helps anybody. And that's one of the reasons Harriet and I got together and are doing this. One is to just say, hey, look, you can have differences of opinion when you come to the House or when you come to a House. But at the same time, you got to get or stuff. Or workspace. Yeah, you got to get stuff done. That's one of the big things about talking about politics. Each side knows that they can raise money by making the other side feel that they are more extreme. For example, one of the- Or not feel, like they try to make the other side appear to Well, be that's right, extreme. appear. Yeah. So, you know, one of the, the drawbacks from the Democratic Party of the impeachment is that that makes Republicans give more to the Trump campaign. But I don't think, and I truly don't believe this, I like to think people are above this. I don't think that any Democrats brought this to the table thinking that it was going to dissuade Republicans from voting for Trump. If anything, if they had, you know, sinister motives, it would be to strengthen the Democratic resolve against President Trump. Well, yeah, no, no, no. Like, I don't think they went into this thinking that this was going to change the minds because if anything, it strengthened people's love and support and donations for him from the conservative perspective. I hear you. 
I'm just tired, guys. I just want to be honest. I don't want to fight. Like, I am just, well, I don't but, have a lot but, of fight but, left in but, me today to disagree look, with you know, stuff. That's great for me. It's been a really long week. My dad's been out of town, which we'll talk about. My mother had the flu. I've oh, been taking care flu. of her. She's had I'm exhausted. <laughs> and I just don't have a lot of political fight in me this week. We don't have to argue about no, stuff. No, I don't want to argue good. about the stuff. Honestly, I don't like it. When, I don't deal with conflict very well. I don't like it when things get contentious. I'd rather just have discussions. That's how I like to approach things. One of the recommendations, I guess, for our governmental leaders out there, for the people. It, it's be just, nice. Well, be nice. <laughs> Take politics out of government. Exactly. There are so many things that need to get done. Take religion out of God. This is the metaphor I keep going I'm back to. I'm not sure I know how to do that. that that's, that's probably for another, <laughs> podcast. another podcast. We'll bring a rabbi and, and a, a priest, pastor, and a pre- <laughs> pastor, you know, guru in here, and we'll talk about that. A Sonia Morgan style Swami priestess. If you watch Real Housewives of New York, you know what whatever I'm talking about. Whatever floats your boat. <laughs> right? To me, religion is something that's personal to me, and I'll keep it that way. Thank you very much. Like um, Trump said, name a Bible verse. Oh, my favorite Bible verse. You replied, all of them. <laughs> my dad would say something super Probably simple. I would do the 100%. same. Thing. Or he'd go to the one that's read at weddings. Love is patient. Love is kind. And then he'd go into something else, like a, a song. Have you read the Bible right through? I think yes, I had to. I, I had to read the Bible multiple I'll be honest times. here with the Bible. The Torah, you know, the Tanakh, look, look, and I'm, and the I'm, Quran. You know, my, my dad was a Roman Catholic. My mother is Lutheran. And, and then I was raised as a Methodist. I thought you were going to say you were raised as a Meth addict. Like, no, I wasn't a Meth addict. <laughs> I, was, I don't think I was. I, know, I, like, right? I can't remember ten I years of my childhood. I can't remember ten years of my childhood. Maybe that's a problem. All these needle marks in my. I don't, I don't know what that was. I thought that was mom just just. Just third dog. So born that way, right? But uh, got dark guys. I'm sorry. Yeah. So just summarizing impeachment for America. <laughs> it's still going on. It's going to go into Shit the Senate. Be happening. It's going to go into the Senate. And look, the Democrats are not going to win the Senate. They just no. Don't I don't think anyone's vote. under. And they're not going to convince. The requisite number of people they need to do. But so. I think they're just standing behind the fact now, like we can, st- and I keep seeing this across social media and in the news, like we are always going to be able to say he was impeached. They're saying President Trump now has an asterisk behind him. And it gives the Democrats a talking point. A black point. mark on his record. It gives them a talking point. But at the same time, what did he well, do? I think it makes him look bad. And is he going to get convicted? Probably no, not. No, we all know he's not. And his supporters are still going to like him. The truth is, are some Democrats going to go to his side? Well, we know at least one switched. What do you mean? House. Are some Democrats going to go to his side? Well, one they don't Democrat agree with the impeachment. Yeah, what? but what's different today, you know, is that it's really along party lines. I mean, really along. Party oh, lines. for sure. Well, because I mean, honestly, my dad sees this firsthand, being in the Republican Party, and I've seen him do this before, and I've heard at these meetings with other Republicans speaking about this, and I'm only speaking to this because I haven't been to as many Democratic events, which I definitively will be going to more in the future. But people don't want to go against the status quo. They don't. They don't want to rock the boat. If you're a Republican, and I've heard this from a lot of Republicans, actually, that I, I'm in a bunch of entrepreneurial marketing groups, and there's an overwhelming amount of Republicans in there. And there's quite a few who say they feel like they cannot speak out about why they don't like President Trump or if they disagree with something he's done because they just get eaten alive by Republicans. Well, you don't support the president. You don't support America. And I think that's so pathetic. I, like I even said, for example, if I was able to vote for June Cutter for state assembly, I'm not in her district. I would. She's a Republican. I learned so much about her. I love her. Jim DeBello, a Republican. I love him as a person. I don't. Hey, Jim's supposed to come on the show. Yes, Jim is going to be coming on the show. We just need to set up a date and we okay. will. But I, I definitely. I just remember that. I know. But I want to vote for him. And I, I truly believe this. And I, I hope my dad is, is there too. I don't think he is. But I think you should vote for a person, what they stand for and what they believe in. And screw whatever party. I'll be honest with you. Of. You know, that the problem is. We don't get to know about the other parties and that. Now, the, the what do you mean? Is, there are so many positions to vote for. When you go into that booth, 
you get this ticket and it says, you know, but that's why you do the research beforehand. Well, that's you go right. in that's with right. your, what do you call it? Your little fake ballot. You do your practice ballot. A practice ballot. And, and, and look it up. Like, I'm sorry. It's such a, no offense. I, I love know, you. I but know. it's such an excuse saying, oh, well, we don't know the other side because you're only feeding into your confirmation bias by reading stuff about All the Republicans. Right. I guess I should need to do my Look, look at both of them. Like, I'm willing to look at both of them because I don't think, I definitely don't agree with a lot of democratic principles or beliefs or views. Like, I don't agree with a lot of shit Bernie says or Elizabeth Warren. And I don't agree with just blindly following a party to vote for a party. The sad thing is... If you don't vote, and if you don't, don't do research, and if you don't do your research on the people you do vote for, you wind up with a bunch of whack You're jobs. screwing us. If you're going into, and, I mean, I still think you should vote. And in all honesty, there are please. some crooks out there. There are some people who just make their money off of politics. Do you know that Jesus comes in that. third for every presidential election? Or not like third, but for the write-ins? Why are you wasting what your vote? What party is Jesus? <laughs> That's going to be the name of this one. What, what party, party is, is Jesus? Jesus? <laughs> Honestly, it's like those, uh, my favorite um, ugly Christmas sweater is the one of a picture of Jesus saying, uh, birthday boy. <laughs> like, I love that so much. That's actually <laughs> It's good. It's funny, right? But, uh, or, okay, so next, yeah. what are we going to next, right, next one. So we're talking about impeachment, and now um, we yeah. should honestly, I think, talk about uh, the Democratic presidential debates, and then... They're that, still going on. They're still going on. It was the last debate before um, the Iowa caucus. Um, so, Harry, tell us, what the heck's going on? Who likes who? Well, what really annoying... It's like a freaking sorority. <laughs> Not, you know? I mean... Somebody doesn't like Tiffany. Tiffany doesn't like Jessica. <laughs> Tiffany and it's like, like Sonzo's boyfriend I mean, last weekend. Like, oh, now on. they can't sit together. Somebody said something in 2018, and I'm still upset. Um, oh, <laughs> but uh, so okay, this is the this was the final Democratic debate before the Iowa caucus. Andrew Yang was the only still like person who I guess Michael Bloomberg too, who they both weren't there. Um, the biggest. I'm few, sorry, they were there. They, they were, were not there. They were not there. Um, the biggest feud of the night really was when a report was released prior and it was brought up during um, that said back in a 2018 meeting between Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders, Bernie made some kind of comment saying that a woman could never win the presidency. Um, when Bernie, Ooh, was, Bernie no, but when Bernie was asked about it, he basically denied it, saying it didn't happen. Then they brought up clips of him saying before he 100 percent believed. I don't remember. Well, I mean, honestly, that's I'm an old man. Bernie might not remember a lot. Um, but anyway, it's true. You get old. You don't remember things, right? It's called selective memory for my father. Um, he can always remember where he went to eat. Like that's. Oh, the I know every place. I know every meal I've ever ago, had. He won't give you turn by turn directions. You stop at the RV. You see a guy in a poncho. His name is Hank. You've gone too far. (laughs) But uh, Dane Coke, a Dane Dane Cook joke, but uh, also Dane Coke. I'm sure he was called back in the day. But uh, okay, so anyway, so Bernie said, no, that never happened. I never said that. Warren said that she disagreed and said, yeah, no, you did say it, Bernie. Um, Elizabeth Warren, sorry, Elizabeth, you're miserable. Okay, but let's let's get to the actual I know, but I... I know. No, she is. She's worse than Hillary. Okay, I'm sorry. Let's she's, not, I'm sorry. Okay. I'm sorry. But I Please have some points to make here. Please I've done, don't win. I'm sorry. I'm very sorry. much Go prepared ahead. for this. Can I please state my, my points? You can state Okay. Okay. So um, Warren said that she disagreed with Bernie. Obviously, he definitely said it. Of course, she's going to say that. It makes her look better. I mean, the lady tried to say that Joe Biden never did anything nice for her. And that guy campaigned and like did shit on her behalf. And I, that's one of my main reasons I have an issue with her. Um, you don't screw over or talk down or treat people who have helped you badly. Um, but basically she'd said, and I did think this was a very sick burn and I very much respected it. She said 
The only people on this the stage, for Bernie. yes, for Bernie, um, she said, look at the track records of the people standing on this stage tonight. The only people on this stage that have won every election they've been in are the women, referring to her and Amy Klobuchar. And I freaking love that. Um, but Warren basically tried to say, oh, there's no bad blood. Like, Bernie's my friend, my friend. I felt like we were going into a, a Chinese night market trying to buy something for cheap. My friend, my friend. So who's left <laughs> Um So we have Tom Steyer, the, the people that were on the stage. Tom Steyer, what are you doing here? Please? Just because you have a lot of money. You shouldn't even be on the freaking stage. Get off the stage. Sorry. Right. That was an editorial comment Tom by Randy Girls. Uh, we have Tom Steyer, Amy Klobuchar, Elizabeth Warren, Bernie Sanders, Joe Biden, and my, uh, Pete Buttigieg. Uh, Mayor Pete. What happened to Mayor Pete? He what was going like gangbusters. He's doing well. He's doing well in um, in polls in Iowa. He's actually polling pretty well. I thought you were going to say he's doing well in polling. I'm like, <laughs> yes, that's, that's very good. Um, okay, good for him. So some other biggest takeaways of the night um, would be, I mean, I thought a good burn by Amy Klobuchar was when she said the ACA or the Affordable Care Act uh, right now has... 10 times uh, more points than pop the popularity vote for Donald, uh, President Donald Trump. That was great. It's scoring 10 points higher in popularity in the, the nation than Donald you know Trump's what, popularity. Aren't you tired of all these polls? Everybody well, has I mean, a that's how they have to run, though, on data. Everybody has right? a poll. Yeah, but how do you data. measure who's winning? How do you measure how the election campaign is going? Like, you I have know, to have polls. but you got a poll. And you ask <laughs> questions for polls. <laughs> Why do these boys people have so much responsibility? I don't know. Sorry, sorry. We're both really tired. In case but that makes for a really good show. <laughs> I'm like, no, but 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 honestly, you know, it's like you start to get burnout after a while, yeah. don't you? And, and it's you know, too much. It's almost like this big marathon. The burn. It's like this super marathon where they're all running against each other. We're they're all spe- tired. They're all we're dehydrated. We're spending a lot of money. They've all torn their Achilles. I mean, Bernie's had a heart attack. I mean, holy, you know. <laughs> what else are we going to expect out of these Joe people? Biden's forgotten some. Bernie Judge is just happy to not be called names. I know, right? And you know, but, I mean. <laughs> but anyway, Tom Steyer, there was the, one of the big news headlines was that last night he had his big night or his big moment. But it was such a shame because it was super awkward because uh, he interrupted um, Sanders and Warren who were talking about stuff to talk about like why he's the only candidate on stage whose main platform is like climate change and why it's the biggest issue that we need to be dealing with right now and putting first and then he turned to Mayor Pete and he's like it's your generation that should be focusing on this it's your people Tom, your age you know what you, you, you got a billion you got Go a billion on, dollars Tom. you got a billion dollars plus you can focus on climate change I gotta focus on putting putting food on the table for my family okay, okay Tom I put Don't... food on the table for myself thank you <laughs> You act like you're supporting a family of seven. Like you don't know all the people I have to support on my back. Why am I always the bad oh guy? Oh my god! Um, so Bernie Sanders, made fathers it. of America, you know what I'm talking about. Just gonna go lie down. I'll be back later. I'm gonna go have a nap. Um, but anyway, uh, Bernie made it known that he thinks the two greatest foreign policy disasters of our time are the Vietnam War and the war in Iraq because they were both based on lies. And what he fears is that Trump is lying to the people again and he could drag us into a war that is even worse than those other two wars. And I definitely have to say, like, there's a lot to talk about there. There's a lot to unpack. Um, we will get into that, obviously, when we're talking about Iran. Um, but let's just wrap up talking about the Democratic debates, if that's okay with you before we dive Let me just that. answer Bernie Sanders on that one. Bernie Sanders... You, you always say about the Vietnam War being so bad. Ask those 4 million Cambodians who died because of the Khmer Rouge. The killing fields. Ask those people how they feel about the Vietnam War ending when communism spread to them. The Vietnamese, the communist Vietnamese needed to come in. And, you know, the, the, it was so bad that the communist Vietnamese troops needed to come in and to settle their own Khmer Rouge who were just on this, you know, just terror hunt, you know. So, okay. so Bernie, 
don't tell me about this stuff. Come on, man. Let's be real here. But he's like talking the talk and walking the walk. He vehemently fought for peace, in, you know, during the Vietnam War. And he protested and he was a huge activist and he fought for soldiers' rights after they came home and they were dealing with Bernie Sanders in the military. I, 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 don't, don't, I don't know, know to be honest. I, I I, I'll look that up and I'll, I'll speak to that later in the comments or in the description. But um, back to the, the debate, Joe Biden talked about how 13 years ago he, he felt like he made a mistake um, when he voted to give the president the authority to go to war if he couldn't get inspectors into Iraq to stop what was thought to be an attempt to get a nuclear weapon, pretty much. Um, he spoke to knowing also what it's like to send a, like a son or daughter into the war or off to war to fight. He acknowledged that Mayor Pete served in Afghanistan, thanked him for his service. Um, but then the conversation kind of turned to Mayor Pete with the, the moderators asking Mayor Pete his opinion on all of this really as the only one, I think, on the stage. Buttigieg. I can actually say his name. Buttigieg. Buttigieg. I can yeah. say it. It's taken me 14 episodes. I know. That's why my dad's been saying Buttigieg. Mayor Pete for 14 episodes. But Buttigieg, Buttigieg um, had said, obviously, he served in Afghanistan. And they asked him his opinion on this and what his position was. Um, and he said that we can continue to be engaged with Iran without having an endless supply of on-the-ground troops. Um, and he just is disgusted by the fact that this is the, the person who's initiating all of this is the very president who ran on this platform of ending this endless war in Iran, um, in Iraq. Mayor and Pete, you don't know what the hell you're talking he about. He served. Donald didn't. Can Mayor Pete, finish? go back and read the article from last week in the New York Times so you can actually talk about his service. Mayor Pete got a quick commission in the reserves. He didn't have to go through basic training in the reserves. Mayor Pete said he spent okay, eight hours. No, but don't hear me. Mayor Pete said he spent eight hours a day. You know, playing cards and smoking cigars. Yeah, but Dad, you don't, you don't understand. I dated somebody that was in the Marines, and he did three tours. That's a I, Marine. This guy. No, got, I know. This just, guy got a reserve. No, no, no. I know, but Dad's speaking to what you're I know, talking but about. The same There's time, a Mayor lot of Pete, downtime for some of these guys. Yeah, but you know, Mayor, actively involved you know, in Mayor Pete. It, it, and I think I, to I talk know. badly of anyone who's going over there. But if you're going to run on your, but if you're going to, but if you're going to captured, but if you're going to run on your, now John McCain is Mayor Pete is no John McCain. No, I know. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying like you are. I'm glad you served your country. I am glad like you he, served your he country. He did more than Donald But at the Trump same time, don't don't tell us that you were this big combat veteran. He don't tell he's us not you were this, that. You're, you're this you're, big person. You're, you're putting words on He never I said know, that. I know, but Mayor Pete. He can speak as a veteran. You, he has you that can, right. You can speak as a veteran. He's not saying I'm speaking as this, you know, I know. esteemed Mayor veteran. Mayor Pete, there are a lot of people in the military who who really, you know, you know, have some questions about you. So I'm just saying that. I'm, I didn't serve. Gay? But I probably did more... I probably did more training in a Civil Air Patrol in four years in high school than you ever did in your in your officer training camp. So, yes, so, but you would have been so scared shitless going Don't tell there. don't tell me, Mary Pete. I, I hear you though. Point taken. I thank just you for your service. Critique veterans thank ever. you for your service, Mary Pete. Anyway, um, I mean, the fact that Donald Trump's claiming that he was against this war in Iraq the entire time, even though we all know that, like, that's not the case at all. He's now sending more troops into the Middle East. And, I mean, we've talked about this before. Who is it that war affects? It's not the upper class. It's not the politicians that are bringing us into war. It's the, the middle to lower class. It's the people who basically either have a choice of they need to ship up, shape up and, and go to be in the military, or they know if they don't, they'll get into a life of crime and violence, or they don't feel like college is the right choice for them, or they can't pay for college and they want the GI Bill. I know. You know, we're sending these. I know where like, I, I just, from. my heart breaks. Like all these photos people are posting of sending again, again, their loved ones who have done multiple tours in Iraq and Afghanistan already. And they're like, they're home. They're safe now. They're done. And we might be going to war again with Iran because our president, I just, I, I can't, it's not okay. If you want well, to do that, Donald, to, you well, suit up and go to war. Let's go into the next topic. Then. I think that's a good segue. Yeah, you can, you can talk into about the Iran. next topic with the, 
with the uh, the Iran other, issue is what kind issue. of call, call, yeah. well, uh, and, and, and I'm sorry, I can't pr- pronounce the uh, the individual's name. Uh, who uh, who was killed? Yeah, who, who was actually killed? Um, oh gosh, is it Salmani? But you know, everybody knows by now, and this was about a week and a half yeah. ago or so. We spoke uh, about this last uh, time. President Trump actually sent in in uh, in, uh, in drones to uh, to kill this uh, a second. Can- in command of the... Uh, yeah, Soleimani. Yeah. I think that's how you say uh, Sol- it. Soleimani. And, 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 you know, look, you know, evidently President, uh, President Obama had had a chance but to... But even on that. Fox News, I'm sorry, really quick, Americans, even on Fox, basically said they were very split on the decision as to whether or not Trump made the right move. Well, look, you know, the, the one thing we have to realize here, you know, it's nice to say you're always for peace, and I don't know many people who are for war. But sometimes, you know, we are the world's superpower, and we are. And we are the protector of democracy, and we are the protector of freedom. Do we have our own country's interests? Yes, we do. Sometimes we back regimes that are undemocratic, even though we are democratic. And I think one of the biggest problems in America is that we were really one of the first uh, of the first uh, uh, anti-colonial movements out there. And our problem right now is... Do we support other types of movements like that in the world, or do we support uh, uh, groups that uh, are are are, are uh, actually in favor with us? So, but Iran to me, Iran is is pretty clear cut. These were people who took our you know our citizens hostage. It was against the when? law to do that. Now, well, it was. It was 1979, 1980. I lived through that. Debacle. No, I know, but I now lived, but, we're dealing with it. But, you know, President Trump said something, you know, you know, as a president, you can either use force or you can use your words. President Trump, you know, he, you know he's trying to let the leaders of Iran know, you mess with us, you're going to pay. And then he gloats about it, praising himself on well, Twitter like an asshole. Well, you know. The self-congratulatory nature of what he does, it's like, it's like it, a child learning to be potty well, trained. Let's put it this constant way. Praise. Not every Republican agrees with how President Trump says it. Do we agree with his military moves? Yeah, I, I, I mean, I do. I don't know if everybody else well, does. Can I break I this do. down really quick? And I know we talked sure. about this, but this is a, I, I've really read up on this as well. And basically sure. what we can say outright is that like not a single member of the U.S. national security um, establishment or anybody really is mourning the death of, I'm just going to call him Soleimani because I think his first name is Qassam, but I'm very, very much probably butchering that. He was the head of um, Iran's Islamic Revolutionary Guards Corps. Um, and I, you know, he's basically been on people's list as a terrorist. Obama had designated him a terrorist. He's, as President Trump say, a bad hombre. Oh, my God. He, okay. But anyway, it's not a sign of being unpatriotic or un-American or even un-Republican, if that's what you, you know, associate yourself with. It's not bad behavior to question the legitimacy or the efficacy of the operation that was set to kill him. Um, a healthy democracy and just democ- a democracy in general says that the people need to hold their leaders accountable and question things. I mean, my dad's the first person to say, question everything. He doesn't trust anybody. But there's a fine line between questioning and treason. And sometimes, no, no, serious. No, no, serious. No, serious. When, when some members, members of Congress are actually contacting the Iranians or, or having messages to the Iranian people or the Iranian government, Sometimes that goes too far. That just goes too far. At some point, 
you gotta back the president. We no, but you. I think don't. the I think the Republicans back the pre- president. President Obama had more drone strikes than any other president. In okay, history. but that's not what we're talking about here. No, but at the same time, though, you know, it's the same. He point, didn't though. go behind, you know, everybody's back and over everybody's head and initiate. You know, he urged the military to destroy national monuments in Iran that he claimed were terrorist hideouts. Well, meanwhile, breaking the Geneva Convention, like they don't have to do that. That's insane. That's insane. I don't know if it was breaking that. I don't know if the Geneva yes, it Convention is. has anything to do with that. I thought the Geneva Convention was about the treatment of prisoners. We're looking this up. And the Iranians, are talk about somebody who, who, who actually breaks uh, conventions and that. I, I, I mean, look, Republicans believe... Yes, any acts of hostility directed towards national sites. I'm 100% right. Well, I mean, if that's true, then... He tweeted... Let this serve as a warning that if Iran strikes any Americans or American assets, we have targeted 52 Iranian sites uh, representing the 52 American hostages taken by Iran many years ago, some at a very high level and important to Iran and Iranian culture. And those targets in Iran itself will be hit very fast and very hard. The USA wants no more threats. Like, literally, he doubled down again telling reporters aboard Air Force One, they're allowed to kill our people, they're allowed to torture and maim our people, um, and we're not allowed to touch their cultural sites. It doesn't work that way. But, I mean, this guy's, I mean, it's, it is the Geneva Convention your, of 1949. How do you want your president to react? How can you react? I want him to be manner? rational. I don't think we need a hothead with his fingers on the red buttons in office. I think that's not doing anybody But don't you, but look, part of Donald Trump's shtick is. But it's not a shtick if you're the president. Well, he's not, he's, point, we're not talking about Alec Baldwin. Point taken. I mean, Jesus, Steve point, Martin and Will Ferrell have shticks. Do we want to be talking about the president and point, his shticks? Point, okay, point taken. But it is a modern world where social media is is king right now. Oh, we know, because he's all over social media. But, it's the social media but, I've ever met. Has it worked so far? No. The Iranians launched one missile attack against us, killing no Americans. And what did they do? They brought down a Ukrainian airliner. They claim it was which, an accident. Which, oh, it wasn't. It wasn't. No, it, I, it, it I don't was, think anyone's believing that. But then again... There is human error. I feel like it was an oopsie moment. But look at the effect, though. What was what was good for or for the president and for Republicans was that you know Democrats were coming out and saying the Iranian people were with you. And you know what the Iranian people were saying? Iranian people were like, "We don't like this government. Yeah. Help us!" They're like holding signs up, "Help! Help! Save us!" Look, my dog gives you any needs to poop. <laughs> yeah, but, but honestly, I, I mean, I mean, look at the one. Uh, but Olympic champion from uh, from Iran uh, left the country. Uh, protests in the streets. This may, you know, and, and a lot of the, a lot of the Iranians were protesting because the government lied to them. The government came out and lied until they were caught out. So look. But can we break it down? Can I just break sure. it down a little bit more? Okay. Break it down. Break it down. Okay. But the okay. So first, let's talk about the actual like degree of threat and uh, imminence of an IRGC terrorist attack. Um, it's been repeatedly questioned in the media by journalists as well as members of Congress. Donald Trump has been saying, you know, oh, they were planning an attack. They were plotting, claiming Iran had imminent plans to attack four U.S. embassies. Pretty much, um, there's a great article that I'll link down below that really went into depth about this, was saying that um, this guy was in the CIA and he, he wrote about his opinion on this and everything. He was saying if a threat was indeed specific, meaning four embassies were under you know the possibility of getting attacked or bombed and it was imminent, 
Somebody would expect that a number of key, like requisite and highly bureaucratic procedures and processes to have taken place within the US government before this was initiated. Um, these would include emergency action committee meetings at embassies, um, the subsequent closure of facilities such as the consular sections in order to protect both the embassy staff and the general public, dialogue with the host country's government security and intelligence services. So many things, like many of these steps are overt moves that are highly scrutinized as they cause justifiable worry in these host countries. With this in mind and looking across the region, the State Department appears to have taken no such steps. There was no planning, no preparation. And I know Donald Trump's going to say, well, we didn't want them to see it coming and we didn't want them to know what was up. But I mean, I just think that's kind of bullshit. It's also worth questioning whether killing Soleimani Soleimani, um, would cause attack planning to be postponed or delayed as he was an overall leadership figure and not a member of an actual cell tasked with pulling any triggers or initiating any of these embassy attacks. Let me just mention. Yeah. We're lucky that we live in a democracy where we can question. You know, I, I guess my only point on this one is, you know, look, I haven't served in the military, you haven't served in the military. Obviously. We don't know what type of planning goes uh, goes into this. And, and and also the truth is with some of these guys, if you have if you if you have some some intelligence, you, you gotta strike fast. And and you know, but but look, President Trump will, will continue to be judged by this all his life. And and I don't I, I don't he should be. The one thing about President Trump, I Really, in my heart, truly don't feel that he would go to war or press buttons without understanding what the consequences are. I don't think, but you know how he is. You've seen how he just attacks people viciously on Twitter, like what he talks about. I don't think this guy, he's not rational. He's not level-headed. Well, look, let's have an agreement. His Twitter account, I think we should have the National Presidential Twitter Prohibition Act. Something right. like that. that says no president can use freaking Twitter. Get off the damn social media. The problem is we're in this wacky world now where we've got social media. Everybody thinks they have to outdo each other. You've done my social media account. I know, else. right? Although Anything I'm, you've seen him post, that's me, that's bitch. Her, yeah, it's her, her. It's not me, it's her. Oh. But, you know, she's doing that for me. And, and you know, look, you know, it's a, it's a different world today. But look, do I believe that President Trump should do that? No, I don't. And, and, and it, it makes me sort of you know, feel a bit uneasy about that. I mean, there's a unanimous shock amongst like current CIA members and former CIA members about this strike. Um, given the gravity of this move to kill an individual who is arguably the most famous intelligence uh, official on the planet, the lack of such like a deep dive assessment into what was going on. There was no planning yeah. and there was no coordination, like just nothing. It's oh, but disturbing the truth is, and terrifying. The, the truth is though, you know, the president is the CEO of the country. Yeah, but we're not no, a business. Me no, hear me out, though. But the CEO, you know, being a president, there's a lot of stuff on your shoulders. And, and, and you know, he is responsible for this. He's, he's tried to give his justification. I think at some point we have to rally around the president. I don't, though. You don't. You don't I have to. Do. What is this? Iran? Iraq? Where we're meant to just support people we don't agree with or believe in because that's what you do in your country? Are we really a democracy? Are we really free if that's what you're asking people to do? So, you know, if you have sort of decisions like this by, by committee and everything else, you know, a question would be, can we ever get anything done? So, so... Here's a question to you. How do you think, so let's say, let's say the committee, you know, let's say he went through procedures. Yeah. What do you, and, and, you know, a committee sort of of military people and CIA and, and whoever decided yes, would you still be for it? I mean, would you be for it? 
Yeah, if the proper thing's in place. I mean, this guy was a bad guy, but I personally think that he would have gone through all of the committees and channels in which you normally would do. I don't think this would have been allowed. I mean, I don't think this guy's a great guy. I don't think he was, you know, meant to be alive. I think he's a horrible person. But I think the way in which it was done was disgusting and not okay. And if we're just going to, why have procedures and operations in place that are meant to protect everybody in the United States if they're not going to be followed by the person who's in charge of the United States? So second question, do you think any of the people, and this could be celebrities or or Congress people, do you think they, they, what do you think, do you think any of them, you know, was, you know, were nearing statements that were treasonous. What do you mean? Well, for example, I guess Michael Moore, uh, a filmmaker, came out, called the president names, and then apologized to the Iranian people. And that, you know, for what? I mean, that's free speech, though. He has every right to say whatever he wants. If we're talking about censorship, we don't censor hate groups like the KKK or the Westboro Baptist Church. Well, if someone wants to critique a move that the president well, did, how is that treason? He's not selling secrets well, to, you know, our opponents. In some circumstances, yes. But, you know, if this was more of a, 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 of a war-type situation... We'd be talking more about uh, treason, but but not, I, mean, for I example, think it's bullshit. I think you can say whatever you want as long as you're not yelling fire in a movie theater or making threats. Like honestly, I think it's bullshit. We don't censor anything. People are people love to pick the Constitution, pick and choose what they actually want to stand behind. Republicans are freaking Second Amendment nuts for the most part and argue it's their constitutional right all the time. But what about the other amendments? What about the right to free speech? That's what we're talking about I agree. here. So if we're going to try to talk about how free speech in this case of celebrities talking about how they didn't agree with this attack is somehow treasonous, then I think we have a much bigger issue. And I think these people that want to freaking bang the Constitution on a regular basis because they quote it so much need to reconsider their opinions. Okay, then. I'm just over it. I mean, and also, I'm going to talk about this, too, because there are some people I follow a lot of Republican sites online, obviously. She's a Republican Lurker? I don't know. Lurker? No, I'm not necessarily Lurker. trolling. I don't think that. <laughs> I don't think. If you see her on your site, you'll troll. know yeah. she's trolling. <laughs> I'm, under, you. I'm under the bird, the bridge, making cookies. I'm in the tree. I'm a troll. Um, no, it's a keyboard elf. Never mind. Um, I basically think the way if I'm which, dreaming about you as a keyboard elf I, tonight. That's gonna be weird. I'm making cookies all the time. That's what it, it is, right? I bring him, you know, baked goods. But um, bring your political <laughs> opponent baked goods. They'll it would just treat end the wars better. Yeah, right. End all wars. Cookies. End Cookies, cookies for peace. Scones. <laughs> yes, that's a good cookies for peace. Thing. Nobody take that. I'm putting it in GoDaddy right now. I that's own right. that. <laughs> Cookiesforpeace.com. Cookies for we're we also going to buy the GoDaddy. GoDaddy, get it now. <laughs> Monica, get on that. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> um, I basically, I think it's ridiculous that Republicans, um, news sites, conservative news sites, the San Diego News Desk, and um, the San Diego, uh, there's a bunch of other ones that I saw, the, it was the LA Times, a bunch of them were calling this debate um, last night, the biggest snooze fest in history, the most snooze-worthy debate of all time, and I think it's such a joke, um, like what did they want, nasty jabs, like did, yes. they, did they want a man to stand up there and tear down the looks of the female candidates on stage, or have somebody suggest that maybe Joe Biden's dad was involved in the assassination of JFK, was that really going to spice things up and keep it Republican spots? You've heard style? it here first. Oh, shush. Um, it's a were, now hear me out exclusive. These were real candidates that are fighting for what they believe is best for America. And I think, and I commend that. It doesn't need to be done with name calling or yelling or vicious personal attacks. Like some people believe it, it you know, is meant to be. We don't need to talk about anybody's small hands or, you know, my the hands fact are that pretty they look good. like a no, pig no, no, or anything along those lines. I mean, if it's a snooze fest, if not name calling or attacking one another. And, the, you know, the worst thing on stage was Warren refusing a handshake from Bernie Sanders. 
I'm gonna Very I'm gonna symbolic. watch that debate because like I don't want to see people name call. It's too stressful. It's ridiculous. Like just get over yourselves. Put your ego at the door and do what's <laughs> best for America. And that's what Donald Trump is not doing. I think the guy is so in love with himself and hearing himself talk in his own voice and just congratulating himself. Like, literally just patting himself on the back 24-7. So, Harriet, Ugh. who do you think right now, we're going to put it on the line, what's the January? <laughs> it's going on the line. On the line. On the line. January, <laughs> what is it today? The... It's the 17th. 17th. Yeah. Okay. So, who do you think is going gonna to be... going to get the Democratic be... vote. Yeah. Well, who, who's going to be the Democratic nominee? Or a nominee, sorry. I'm going to go with Bernie, I think. Um, oh, I, I'm not oh, saying that's who I want. No, I'm not saying that's who I want. I just think, oh, I don't know, though. It's between Bernie or Biden. Okay, justify. Take one and justify why. Ah, See, I, I personally am not super involved in the whole field of burn crowd, but I do know they are extremely vocal. They are very well organized. And the people that love Bernie love Bernie. Um, the guy talks the talk. He walks the walk. He hasn't changed his opinions or his stances on any issues in many, many years. And people want that. They don't want a flip-flopper. They don't want a Hillary Clinton going into the South and talking about her mama's pecan pie, like with an accent. Like people don't want that. Um, Bernie's been consistent, and I think that's why he he's going to get the vote. I think at this point, Joe Biden, I mean, I think it's a bad sign that President Obama wasn't willing to throw his support behind him. I think if he did, if President Obama would have said, my man Joe, Uncle Joe, you know, America's favorite person, I, I think that he would probably get the vote. But, yeah, I'm going to go with Bernie. I'm going to go with Bernie. Okay. I'm going to go, go with Joe Biden. I still think I think, the you think Demo- he's a shot. You I think, think the Democratic like moderates are really concerned about the whole field. You know, Amy Klobuchar. I might be wrong. You know, no, I don't think I'm. I'm no, not, good. I'm, you know, but but so. You know, I love Amy Klobuchar. If I could choose who I wanted, it would be Amy Klobuchar. Okay, I think Joe Biden. I think Joe Biden's. You know, the. I, think, I might want Biden. Though, I, too. I think. I think people are thinking that mm-hmm. he's the most Obama-like, and I think people like well, Obama because they associate him with Obama. Obviously, but I, I, it's going to be interesting to see the dynamics there. But let's let's do this now. Obama could technically come and be his vice president, right? Oh, no, no. Well, no, he could. Very, legally, he well, could. Yeah, he could. I'm not sure if you can. People because, are talking about that. Because he would be in line then to be president, and you can't be president three times. So that's Oh, yeah. Then, so that's hmm. interesting. So, but okay. 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 Anyway. Let's go. Let's go and also think vice president. So if, if Bernie is, is the candidate, who would his vice president be? And think hard because you don't want to be one bullet, you know, you know, you, know, you don't <laughs> want to be one. I would make war in your feet. Uh, yeah, so, <laughs> well, so that's interesting. You know, I wouldn't want to be a man, a white man who's a, who's a Democratic candidate because your choice of people under you are going to be either women are you serious? No, 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 no. That's not what I mean. Hear okay. me out. Now hear me out. No, no, no. No, because. <laughs> sounded no, terrible. No, 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 no. That, that's not my point. Okay. My, my point is, you know, if somebody, you know, look. Okay, please. We've had the first African-American president, right? Okay. So, but, but if, you know, it'd be very interesting to see how comfortable Bernie would be thinking that, hey, look, you know, somebody could take me out. And then we'd have the first female president. Honestly, yeah. I that's not I, I don't think anybody would be thinking that. I personally uh, think he's gonna go with the minority. I personally think if Bernie were to get the nomination, I because I think he AOC. AOC uh, people are no! saying that. But I I think it, yeah, I think it would either be AOC or I think oh. maybe Cory Booker, who I freaking adore. I could see Cory Booker. I think Cor- I that actually love Cory that actually makes a bit of sense. I think Bernie, honestly, he is such a you know, a, a friend and advocate for the African-American community. So you're taking odds. You're taking Bernie and Cory Booker. 
Yeah, I mean, okay. he, Bernie has the support of mm. the biggest activist out there. One of the biggest activists, Sean King, who I've been following for forever. Um, he is huge with celebrities. This guy, can I finish, please? He advocates oh, for people. Just for I know. He advocates for people, you know, that have been the victims of police brutality. And he advocates for people that are just victims of a very unjust system. And I think Bernie knows it would do such good for this country to put somebody who is a minority as the vice president. Okay, we finished? Yes, I'm done. Here is my prediction. (laughs) Joe Biden and Michelle Obama. Oh, I would love that. I think that's what's going to happen. Joe Biden. She doesn't want to run. She's not. But for a VP, you just got to show up. She's got to go to parties. She's been doing it for as a. Oh my God. If she. Joe Biden and Michelle Obama. You heard it first. Here, oh, no, no, that's right what people here. were saying. That's what people were speculating was well, Michelle. I'm speculating. And I, didn't, Obama I didn't hear all that. Would be the vice president lady. I don't. What, what do you call that? The the husband of the vice president. I don't think he'd be the vice no, president I lady. Unless I'm tired. Unless, I'm tired. Are you Sorry. are you doing the Chris Jenner no. on us here? I mean, Chris Jenner. Bruce Jenner. Bruce Jenner. Sorry. Good job there. <laughs> Chris Jenner's the mom. We're not spreading rumors about Chris Jenner, or are we? Do we know something, or do we? Oh, my God. We don't know about that. Okay, what's our next anyway, topic? Anyway, our next topic uh, on the agenda, we obviously have to talk about homelessness and our Hey Gavin. Gavin, Hey Gavin, we're going to combine Hey Gavin with homelessness again. You know, I came back from uh, J.P. Morgan in San Francisco. Gavin, <laughs> San Francisco is a cesspit. There are beautiful, beautiful places. I don't think that's a word. You mean cesspool. No, it's a cesspit. It's a cesspit. <laughs> <laughs> I made that one up. Cess and pit. It's a cesspit. <laughs> That's a Randyism. That's a Randyism. A Shemalka Randyism. It's a cesspit. I said a word. of cess. I don't think so. I don't think that means anything. The SAT tutor would not be proud of that one. We're not going to talk about SAT tutors right now. All right. Not going to go there. Thank you. But anyway. So, you know, beautiful, you know, some beautiful places, some, you know, great restaurants, you know, bright people beyond belief, very wealthy people. And then you've got people... You know, when I was there, someone was urinating right in the street. You saw that? Right in front of to me. To be fair, I was in New York and I saw a guy who was obviously not homeless also urinating in the street. He was just very drunk. I actually saw that in London. Somebody was doing it as they were oh, walking. Oh, go to Pacific Beach in San Diego. You see it all the time. Someone craps on your lawn. You don't know if it was a hobo. You don't know if it was some dude walking home drunk from a short club last anyway, night. Anyway, uh, this is part of the, hey, Gavin section. Gavin Newton, Governor Gavin Newsom, can I tell Gavin you, man? Big Newton, Gavin, no. <laughs> yeah, it is so out of control. And the San Francisco City Council, what the hell are you thinking? People in your city, I mean, I mean, why don't you just do this? San Diego, I mean. Randy's uh, going to fix things, right Randy, here. This is Randy's, <laughs> hey, Gavin, listen to me. And San Francisco City Council, this is going fix out to you. Fix it with Randy. New and, podcast. And no. San Francisco, that could be a new podcast. And San Francisco uh, City Attorney. Uh, listen to me, okay? Hear me out. You mean out. the DA, Chesa That too. Okay. <laughs> you know, that guy who's like, parents were in jail for a while. Oh my God. Not- you want to be judged by your parents' decisions? Hey, that's not true. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> but anyway. Uh, here's what I would do. Okay. I would have a, I'd have one week. The first, just a week, is stop business in town. And you have everybody who can to help out with the homeless. What I what would do... do I, I would have a. This is what I would how? do. Hear me out. What I would do, I would have a police order that would that would require everybody who is homeless to be in, 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 in you know to be put into buses or the like. And you know, I, I would. So you I would, just don't want to see them. No. Well, saying. that's 
I'll be honest, that's one, one part of it is yes, not that. No, 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 hear me, hear me. So the first part is to, is to get people off the streets and to clean the streets. I mean, literally clean the streets with antibacterial stuff. So who do you want to do that? Okay, okay. Well, what I would do is I would have one week, just one week of people volunteering to do that. I think it's very important. And, and, what, and then what I would do is I, I, I would have an agreement with the, with the Trump administration or, or the uh, California Army Reserve to have them start to build temporary shelters outside of town. And I mean, you know, more permanent slash temporary shelters where people get off the streets where they can get into housing. Thirdly, I would have a triage system and I would get, you know, you know I would have mental health people. I would have physical, I would have doctors. I'd have all type of counselors there to triage all these poor people. And some will be, you know, some will be economic homeless only. Some will, you know, you know, some will have drug addiction. You know, drug addiction. Some will have, I mean, some will have mental health. Health. But that tends to go hand in hand. But but what I would really do, it's time now, and I think people are ready. And if if you need a week, you need two weeks, you need three weeks, you need a month. I think you could get the support from the. Normal people in San Francisco or all throughout California. But what are you talking about? The sending them to like an open field? No, no. What I'm saying is, what, what, what you do first is you get, you know, the uh, you know the, the Army Reserve engineers, the uh, uh, the Army you know, engineers to build temporary shelters, and I don't mean tents. What do you mean by temporary? Well, okay, what well, I don't mean tents. I, I, no, I we're not putting them in small, tents. Small, you know, small like homes, tiny homes. Small homes or something like that, but just anything to get them out of this situation. Secondly, you know, you may even want to have a system whereby you either gift those homes to them, give these people something that's theirs. These people don't have anything that's theirs right now. No. And, 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 and you know, you know, I think Americans would would be all for that. But thirdly, the triage system is is just necessary. But as part of that triage system, there's a telling to the homeless: if you get to this level, we cannot tolerate that in society. Not for but not, Dad, if these people are mentally ill. No, 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 no. But not, addicts, but like not just for us, but for you. It, you know, it, it goes back to the whole point: is it more? What's the word? Is it is it, you know is it is it more? humane to keep people on the streets or to take them off the streets and to give them the services that they require. And sometimes that may, you know, some, sometimes you, you may have to enforce that. And, you know, and, and there is a segment, and I don't know how big, I can't tell how big this segment is, but there are well, some. Well, that's where a huge percentage of um, this money is said to be going. So the $1 billion deal, $1.4 billion taxpayer, you know, dollar deal that, Gavin Newsom's, you know, planning on it's 750 million of that is going to be going towards immediate housing and community health care relief programs. Um, and one thing I wanted to touch on, too, and obviously people like my father and like myself, I think, um, are very skeptical in California uh, of the efficacy of this proposed plan. Um, the money, you know, is it going to help or are we just being, you know, taken advantage of? Being taxed taxes again. Out the How ass? many taxes have we paid? We're the highest tax state in the country. You know, and the, the only thing that we, the only result we see is it's getting worse and there are more people well, this, coming this into California. this is what I want to talk about. Um, so basically, California has a really crappy track record of dealing with homelessness and money regarding spending towards helping homelessness. We've already spent billions of dollars over the past couple of years on various social service organizations. A lot of people call it the homeless industrial complex. There's not really been any tangible uh 
decline in the percentage of homeless people um, or of homelessness. A 2018 report from the Department of Housing and Urban Development found in California, we have the second highest rate of homelessness per capita. It doesn't really feel like there's any measurable relationship between how much we're spending versus like a significant decline in the percentage of homeless people to combat, you know, the incidence of homelessness. Um, Gavin Newsom also plans to embrace, he said, like a permanent change to boost homelessness, um, assistance uh, with like a statewide ballot. Um, but, but anyway, regarding percentages, San Francisco homeless population has grown 17% since 2017, despite having spent 300 million on homelessness, you know, help to try to counteract homelessness. LA County has the second largest homeless population spent $600 million to try to combat homelessness between the summer of 2018 and the summer of 2019, only to see a 12% increase in homelessness. And, and G- Governor Newsom reach out across the aisle. It's not a lack of money. Governor Newsom reach out across the aisle now. We all want to help. And this is coming from the third well, The reason command. he's doing this is Trump's obviously been yelling uh, uh, well, at him. Well, at the same time, you know, get Governor Newsom, reach out across the aisle. You, this is not a Republican issue. This no, is not this a Democrat. No, this is an everybody issue. But, as, but seek our help. We want to help. Everybody in California, I don't know anybody who doesn't want to help. We all want to help. You need to create initiatives where we can all help. And it's just not a money thing. It's just not... It goes to show it's how the money is being allocated and spent. That's everything. Because obviously, I mean, cheese, almost billions of dollars have been spent and nothing's being done. It's getting worse. And and these people need, you know, Republicans are very much about family values, very much about... Well, they claim to be. All these guys cheating on their wives. um, But but at the same time, about individual responsibility. I mean, Trump, I'm sorry, party family values might pass. but, But that needs to be part of any program. This, this, this teaching about this self-reliance, that's an American No, but trait. the whole pull yourself up by trait. your bootstraps, ragged dick story of, you've never heard of the ragged dick. It was a 19, it was a Great Depression no. era comic. We, no. we learned a lot about it in school. But anyway, it was the whole premise of pulling yourself up by your bootstraps and, and getting to work. When you are dealing with a mental health issue or a physical addiction, that does not work. So how, I think this is the, the, the cognitive dissonance between what we're trying to do and what we think is going to work in terms of both political parties for the homeless. I feel like the Republicans are pushing this, you know, just, just pick yourself back up, dust yourself but off and just go to work. But it's a it combi- doesn't work like that. I know, but it's a combination. No, I'm not saying that there's not a good component of self reliance that needs to be taught, but that can only happen when people are clean and sober and have some sort of system in place to help them remain clean and sober or to deal with trauma that's caused their mental but, health But issues. Governor Newsom, Giving people the ability to do drugs in the street is not helping it. There are gangs who are starting to infest some of these areas. No, but there are at people the same taking time. advantage of people. These people are desperate people. I mean, to, to live the way they do and, and, and you know, you know, listen to us. But, but supplying needles and clean needles and stuff is, as you saw, it, it's they're trying to help people in the sense of preventing them from getting shareable diseases. And it, it, you're not solving the problem, so they're just trying to downplay some of the other issues. I hear you, but I think at the same time, it's time to go beyond party politics, Governor Newsom. Call us. Call me. Call our party. We love to help. You know, we call see it on... Call me, beat me, if you want to reach me, if you want to page me, it's Okay. Yes. Kim Possible. All right, we're good. Okay, that was, I, I used to watch that. I know, it was, was good. Yeah, it was pretty yeah. good. Christy okay. Carlson Romano. So what else we got here? Anything else? Um, I think that's pretty much it for today. That's that's everything that we really wanted to, to touch on. Um, my dad is going to finish this up with some advice for President Trump. I think this is a good President Trump, I'm probably going to see you in about a week. 
Uh, oh, yeah, speak the, about where you're going and what you're doing. Yeah, so I'm going to the RNC's uh, annual, uh, the, I think we have a couple of meetings the a Trump year. Trump Doral and, Hotel. And I'm actually going as a guest. <laughs> I'm not a member of the RNC, but I'm going as a guest of the chairwoman, uh, Chairwoman Jessica Patterson. Hello, Jessica. Uh, we're going to have and, you on our show. Yes, we are. And, and, and so we're going to Miami. We're staying at the Trump Hotel in Miami, which... Again, we, yeah. we talked about that before, President Trump. It doesn't look good, it and I like don't. Shit. I really <laughs> don't like agree ass. with that. You doing that? I don't. Nope. And that 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 is something that I I would not do. But you well, know, my dad's an ethical person. You are not well, well, President well, Trump. I think he is, but at the same time, I wouldn't do that. I just I. That's not what I would do. But but you're doing it, and that's fine. I support you on that one. You don't have to though. I know. Don't but, support him. You just said you didn't agree with what he was doing, and then you claim support. Can we just break this down for one second? Because I actually defended my father from a Facebook comment uh, over this past week. Can we bring that up? Thank you for doing that. Of course. Go ahead. And don't get me wrong. I vehemently disagree with him on a crap ton of things. And we yes, talk she about does. this, as you can see on air all the time. Yes. But um, I follow the San Diego Republican Party on uh, Facebook. I usually have very cordial interactions with people. Again, she's a stalker. I'm <laughs> not stalking anybody. But anyway, um, they, they were asking for um, people that they could interview who used to be Democrats and are now Republicans. I was like, and who had good stories, like personal background stories. My dad has an amazing story. Um, I suggested him. I was like, he used to be a Democrat. He campaigned for um, Clinton and the Clinton administration and all that. And um, now he's obviously the, the secretary of the California Republican Party. And I, I suggested it. A lot of people liked it. They agreed with me. They're like, yeah, Randy would be great. Um, and then this guy commented something along the lines of, oh, great. Uh, a rich lawyer who's like Yale educated and comes from money and who pretty much is a climate change denier, and you should pretty much just F Donald Trump already because he loves him so much. And I obviously... What did you say? Oh, I, I basically said, I was like, dude, so one, I, I agree with a lot of what you said in terms of what my dad believes in. Oh, no, no, I didn't. I didn't say it like that. I'm kidding. But I just said, like, I, I'm a Democrat. Like, I vehemently disagree with his whole, you know, denial of climate change or importance of climate change or any of that. And But the one thing you're wrong about is the guy did not have a rich upbringing by any means. My dad comes from literally nothing. If you can picture a shithole and picture nothing think of less because that's kind of what he had growing up honestly the stories I he lived told above me, a bar I mean do us like to live no, above a the stories he told bar. me about how I mean Jesus you, you just want to cry for a couple hours we'll sit here and tell you something someday. I can tell you stories I mean, oh man the guy told me a story about how he lost his first tooth and he was so excited for the tooth fairy to come and he woke up to an IOU note under his pillow it's true I was like I, six I when he told me this up. I was crying for a week I should not have told me this I was much too young. Uh, told me how he used to get ketchup sandwiches for lunch. Um, he just like sucked. Santa got lost on the way to their no, house. Santa never got lost. <laughs> but like the saddest shit would come out of my dad's But mouth. I had a great mom and my dad loved me. That's all we can say to that. But um, but anyway, this guy obviously was under this false pretense of like, or notion that like my dad grew up um, rich or spoiled or privileged, as he likes to say. And I, I just told him, I was like, that's not the case, dude. And they asked for someone who was a Democrat who's now a Republican. I'm like, this is who you should interview. I obviously believe I never got to call. No. <laughs> Tony Kravarik, where are you, dude? He was the one looking. Um, but yeah, so... Uh, that's something I can say that I'm calling my dad out here because he just said he disagreed with the way that Trump went about doing this. He's not. But I was call saying you. I genuinely. Okay, well, let me take a second. I was genuinely supporting the president. But you don't constantly have to be up his butt. 
I'm just going to put I, it like that. I actually don't you think are, I'm on anybody's you're, you're spot. blind support for him, no matter what he does, how you follow up a criticism of him with, it's almost like you think you're in North Korea and Kim Jong-un's going to come get your family if you critique something that's going on in the government. You're allowed to disagree. You are not a traitor to your country or to your party if you disagree with something and speak about it. You're a person with your own opinions and, and values. Like, speak to that. Stop following it up with your blind support for Trump. You don't want people to think you're a status quo follower because you're not you're randy freaking bear vaults that's what you've always taught me so speak up <laughs> well can i tell you that was really great i don't know, I don't know what that was saying but that, there's a lot thank of praise you. there's a lot of criticism i raised her He's right very confused <laughs> <laughs> that guy's welcome we're gonna finish this yes. one up, uh, but you know what <laughs> yeah, look at this 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 is, we haven't rehearsed this. No, this is, we're not rehearsing rehearse this. this. You, you can't <laughs> this rehearse cool, it. Baby. But you know what this is? <laughs> so this is, cool. you talk to your kids, you talk to your parents, you know. Hopefully. You know, <laughs> my wife and I raised our kids to talk, you know, to speak with them, to hear their views. There's still a lot of shit I did as a child with you. There's no a lot of that. stuff. There, there's a lot of stuff. But the same Case time, in point, uh, our family cat, who I uh, found in a backyard when I slept over at my boyfriend's house. I was 18, to be fair, but I didn't tell my parents where I was because I was still living at home before college. And uh, I told them I happened to find her in a shoebox at a Starbucks. So we have a very open flow of communication. And he knows this now. I, I couldn't hold in this secret. I caved and I told him, I think, literally, Literally like a day after this happened. And what like, did you tell us that it happened before? What, oh, I told you I found her in a shoebox. To be Under, fair, underneath I, your car, car in I, La Jolla. I, I didn't say First La Jolla. Of all, I don't know if I said La Jolla. You did say La Jolla. All right, but anyway. Who would do that in La Jolla? Dude, people don't do that. They just don't find cats under people's people. cars. <laughs> Mom bullied me for a while until you spilled the beans. Yeah, but you know how many years I spilled the beans after? It's been Because he time. forgot, to be fair, as he told I me. <laughs> the reason he didn't squeal is because he forgot it had happened. That's the kind of person he is. But anyway. Have open lines of communication with your parents. Honestly, if you have a good relationship with your parents, if they weren't complete pieces of crap, call them, talk to them. And I think you should be able to talk about politics. It makes me so sad. And we used to be this family. We used to be the people who could not talk about politics with each other. I was about to say you, but that's right. Oh, sure. Um, We vehemently did not agree. We still don't agree about stuff, but we've come to a place where we respect each other's opinions. My dad's willing to put in the work necessary to learn about shit, as am I, and see both perspectives. And that's something that we want to bring to the conversation with people. We want to be a podcast that you can listen to while you're on a road trip with one of your parents who's of a different political party than you. When you're on a road trip, it doesn't just have to be a road trip. These are just examples I'm coming up with right now because I am trip. going on a road trip. Who takes care of a dog? We do. <laughs> but anyway. We, we take care we of Toby, the French bulldog. He sleeps with me <laughs> he is on, my, on my shoulder all night. He's very looking forward to it. But anyway, we want to be something that can bring people together, not tear people apart. We want to show that you can have friends or family or loved ones or, you know, a partner who disagrees with you politically. And you can listen to our podcast and be like, that's okay. We can still respect each other and talk to each other like human beings with opinions that matter. And I'll tell you what. That's our opinion for That's today. That's our opinion We're for today, guys. Stick into it. My dad's going to be doing some interviews one-on-one unless I happen to show up in Miami. He won't even understand that I'm there. Um, but I, he needs gonna, to interview people when he's there next week. And if there's anything you guys want to see. see who we can bring back. Or who, well, not bring back, you're not kidnapping anyone. Let's see. Yeah, <laughs> but see who you can interview. I'll have to teach him how to use the computer and garage band and mics and all that stuff. So if he can figure all that out, there will be some great stuff. And if not, there will be a little not, bit of a delay. There will be a delay in all the right. recording. So, 
Well, we love what. you guys. Thank you for listening. Please go leave us a review and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. Please. That means the entire world to us. And that's what we crave and run on. 